Welcome to Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. Joined on the phone, I have Todd. Hi, Todd. I'm here. Good. Bell's on. Shoot him in the leg, boys. Very nice. And we, Vance, I think we'll be calling in at some point. It could be in three seconds. It could be in 30 minutes. I don't know. Uh, but we have Steve Gold on as a guest. Hey, Steve. Hey, how you doing, guys? Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for uh, taking some time out of your schedule. It's probably getting kind of busy right now, isn't it? I, it's very busy right now with the show and my upcoming retirement here in about one month. Okay. So, so yep, everything's moving really quick right at the moment. Okay. <laughs> so you got any you big plans? Or we really get into fishing now. So. Yep, there'll be a lot more fishing for sure. That's right. <laughs> do, do, do you want to hear? Do you want to hear a joke that's kind of that is always that I've heard always kind of spitefully said? Hmm. Uh, there's you. only there's only one other major life event after you re, after you retire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. So that's my luck. <laughs> that's getting a turkey. Right? <laughs> that's right. Shooting another long beard. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So I'm going to just hammer through this real quick. This podcast is brought to you by fat AZ musky products. Fat is the website. Uh, you can find the baits right now. I shipped not quite half an order to team Rhino. Those are predominantly going to be standard colors. Uh, there's a few show colors in there. Memory serves me, but the show color, the show colors, uh, exclusive colors, I should say. Exclusive colors are getting epoxied at the fastest that I can epoxy. Um, so we're ripping and tearing there. The airbrush is just about done for the year. Uh, I say just about because I found a mistake and I have to pick it back up again, but no big deal. Um, actually, it was not a mistake. It's just I omitted something. So um, other than that, we have show colors going to the New York Muskie show here in about a week, you know, nine days or so. We're going to have some show colors there. We will uh, post them up on our Facebook page um, here when I get them, when I'm getting more dry, I should say. I, I got to give them a few more days uh, to cure, and then we'll get these things assembled. Uh, you can also find our standard colors at Muskie Tackle Online. So... I'm not going to go too far into rod holders. Everyone kind of knows. If you have questions, feel free to ask. Todd, Muddy Creek. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishandguides.com. Pretty fishing in Pennsylvania, early season, April, May here. And then uh, up at Chautauqua Lake the rest of summer. I got some options for people during the summer if they want to fish in Pennsylvania. So best thing to do is if you want to get out fishing, get a hold of me, you know, you know check out the website. And, uh, you know, sooner rather than later, the sooner you can get on the books, the better chance you're going to have. We still got some openings here for summertime and fall, but uh, to be honest, there's not that many. So uh, they will fill. So if you know when you're coming, give us a shout and we will do our best to get you out there and get you on some fish. Very nice. And when you're fishing, Todd, what are you going to be fishing out of? We are going to be fishing out of two Vance and my two brand new ranger boats vance is i think has already had his out on the water i'm still waiting to go over and pick up mine uh but uh two new ranger boats thanks to vix 
Sports Center and Ranger Boats for helping us get into those rigs. And, uh, you know, I had my last one for four seasons. I loved it. So we're into the next one. Uh, <clears throat> Vix has everything that you want to know about Rangers. They got it there. And there's a ton of them sitting over there uh, going through the shop. And they got some in inventory. They sell the aluminum Rangers, the all the line of uh, – the class rangers obviously carrying smoke craft and they can do service on just about any motor you have so get a hold of them if you need to uh have any service done or anything like that they're the top ranger dealer in the country almost every year and there's a reason for that you know uh people come from a long way to deal with vic these are fishermen that know how to set up boats we've talked about boats on this podcast so many times and getting setups that are just crazy you know so these guys know what you want they know what you're talking about and they can give you some good ideas sort of like setting a boat up with reporters give you some good ideas these guys can give you some good ideas how to put your screens and things like that because they do it every single day so get a hold of them over at big sports center ladies and gentlemen we have vance hi vance evening all right so Todd, in your new boat, Vance, in your new boat, in my extremely old boat, we have a really special kind of flooring in it. You guys might not know this, but that flooring is 100% stain resistant, which is really good for all the worms that you guys use. You know, you guys do a lot of live bait fishing, I hear. Worm dirt, yeah, yep. Um, do, do you like the dirt with the worms, newspapers, or the moss? What's your favorite? Oh, the dirt, it makes the most mess. That's the most fun to deal with, yeah. Okay. Do you like the dirt with, like, Doritos or regular potato chips? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so? I like the Doritos, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so it's stain resistant to that stuff. And not only is it stain resistant, but it's also a closed-cell polyethylene foam, which is going to outperform the EVA foams, which competitors use. It's non-slip, it's easy to clean, it's sound dampening, incredible style, and it adds to your comfort throughout the day. They have a fast turnaround, and they have the best warranty in the industry. If you're interested in seeing more, Aquatraction has a pretty pretty active Instagram, and they, they have some really cool photos that they put up there. Uh, our local dealer is amfmarine.com, so you can contact Nick at amfmarine.com. That was an email address, nick at amfmarine.com, if you're in our area, uh, eastern Ohio, western Pennsylvania. Uh, he works with VIX. He works, like, with VIX a lot. So if you're anywhere in this area, uh, be sure to reach out to him, and uh, big thanks to Aquatraction. Hey, Steve. Yes. Uh, let's uh, Let's hear a little bit about about the bait business where can we find some info uh, well guys right now all that i can keep up with is i post my baits and my leaders on the trophy time leaders and lures facebook page and anytime anybody wants any leaders or lures they can just shoot me a message uh, and i always get back to them that day or the next morning and i'll if i have any baits available I'll get them mailed out that day, but I've always got the leaders. They always go out the same day you order them. So, again, that's Trophy Time Leaders and Lures on Facebook groups. 
Very nice. But just to hey, just to go into your aux attraction, I'm getting ready to have that installed. I just ordered a new 27 foot boat for the ocean. Wow. And and that's what I'm going with. I'm going with the aux attraction. Well, that, you heard it here on the podcast. That's why, right? Because we're good salesmen. W- that's right. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. So that 27-foot boat is not going to be in, in West Virginia, is it? Yeah. That's not going to fit up. No, that, wouldn't even, that would fit all the way across my creek, and that's it. Okay. <laughs> now, I'll be down. I'll be fishing on the Gulf side of Florida. Nice. And... So anybody looking for a trip here in a few months, I'll be down there full time from about June on. Okay. So, so that'll be interesting, but I, I still got a month of government work and then I can retire and then hopefully I'll live at least a couple of years past that and enjoy the <laughs> retirement. <laughs> Are you moving down there, Steve? Yes, I'll be moving down there. But I will keep some of my property back here where I can come back and musky fish and hunt. Of course, my family's still back here, so I'll always be coming back and forth to West Virginia to fish and to hunt. Okay. All right. So what? what's the – I guess, you know, I, I'm not terribly up on saltwater stuff, other than just it's a lot of water. What, what's what's the draw? What do, you, what do you want to do with this big, giant boat? It, it's – Anything, I'll have two boats down there. I'll have a bay boat, and then I'll have the the deeper boat to take offshore. But it's whatever you want to do. If you want to fight big fish that weigh two, three, four, five hundred pounds, then we'll go catch big fish. If you want to fill your freezers full of grouper, snapper, any of the good eating fish that the price, of course, is just skyrocketing on in the supermarkets, we can go out and limit out on all your good eating fish. And then, of course, you got the tarpon, which most of the musky anglers, that's on their bucket list. You got the tarpon, and that's the number one tarpon spot in the world is right there where we're going to be. It's going to be about two miles from my house. Wow. And if you want to see a 150-pound fish jump several times and hit a musky lure, then that's the trip you want to go for. Okay. Now... I, we've had this conversation. I don't know if it's been on the show or not, but uh-huh. you know, wouldn't you think you could go take your, your, your casting gear and your trolling gear for muskies and just go and start throwing them in the ocean and see what bites it. I can tell you the rod holders that will be on my boat are the same ones. I took off my lung or the fat AZs. Okay. Everything, everything that you fish, your styles that you fish here up North, work exactly the same down there so, so you could and go into like the mangroves or something and, and throw a glider in there and something's gonna throw smack the glider. exactly if you want to fish the musky baits and your musky gear you can use every bit of it now of course you're not going to catch the bottom fish on that gear but but any of your big fighting fish if you want to catch the snook or the, the tarpon, like I said, the tarpon's the big thing. They want to cast those little four-inch plugs and five-inch glides or whatever and catch the tarpon. It's just a great experience, and you can do it during the winter when most people's season's closed or their, or their water's hard. Yeah, now, so so like the tarpon, ne- like you were saying, like a four- and five-inch bait, is this kind of like the St. Clair thing? 
where the trollers say they don't hit big baits and the casters say the biggest, the bigger, the better. And it, I would imagine a 150 pound fish would eat a two foot bait. I don't know. 90, probably 95% of the tarpon caught down there is caught on a crab. That's probably two inches across its back. (laughs) Okay. So, so little bait, little baits. I mean, if you want to catch a glot, if you want to catch a Goliath grouper, you put a two foot fish on and drop it down and he's going to hit it. Mm-hmm. But your tarpon wants small stuff. So they get big and huge to eat like something the size of a 50 cent piece. Right. Imagine how many of them they eat in a lifetime. I think that's with these muskies when you catch one of those 25 old fish that's 50 some years, you know, 50 some inches long and you're like, Wonder how many pounds of perch he ate out of this lake. Hey, hey, but our muskie are the same way back here. Yeah. Eight eight years ago, nothing but big baits. They introduced shad in our lakes, and then the crappie really took off in our lakes. Actually, they took off too well. Now they're stunning. They're all about four inches long. (laughs) But you'll catch... You'll catch 90% more muskie in our area on a three and four inch bait than you will any of the other baits combined. Hmm. And Crazy. it's all, it's all in their diet. And that yep. those tarpon, they eat the crabs, they eat the mullets, they follow the mullet run. So they're eating small stuff, but they're eating a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And except the same way for our muskie here in, in our local lakes, they're eating shad, they're eating small ones, but they're eating a lot of them. Okay. Now, speaking of your guys' muskies, what do you know about that record that's been broken? Luke, Luke's a very good fisherman. He he hits it hard every single year, and he lives down there in that area where the water flows out of Burnsville Lake, which that's the Little Canola River. Okay. Okay, that's one, Burnsville Lake or Burnsville Dam is one of the few that fish can actually come out of. So from, no okay, one so, can so they say, can go through the dam, from the lake, through the dam, and into correct. the river. Correct. So every spring before the spawn, there's always monsters show up. And there's two or three concrete little walkways below the spill, the tailwaters. Mm-hmm. So they got, they got what they call the pools. They got the first pool, the second pool, and the lower pool. All those pools are about six foot deep with nice rock bottoms. So it's just an awesome place to fish when the fish are in there. And he has caught so many, along with so many other people, including myself, we've caught so many fish in that area in the spring and in the fall. But that lake is producing monster fish. I mean, I would love to take some of that water and put it in my farm pond. Because what, whatever's in that water, the fish are growing and growing at just a such a rapid pace. I mean, the last two state records were caught right there out of the same waters. I mean, Chase Gibson caught the one six months ago out of the lake. Then we had a gentleman catch one that was probably the state record that same year, but he chose to take pictures of it and release it. But it was definitely a state record, and then now Luke just caught the state record. 
So the fish are definitely growing. It's a great place to fish. They got a campground a half a mile from the best, some of the best musky waters there is. So. Now, is that a is that a trout fishing lake? No, talk trout in there. Okay, I I just I, I know that there were some big fish caught in one of the lakes down there. Uh, yeah, that that Stone Cold Lake that they always stock the trout in. Okay, but now they do stalk the tailwaters every now and then with trout mm -hmm. but we just call them put and take trout i mean they we well, yeah, stalk them like that in there it gonna last long yeah no they don't they hit the pink play-doh mm -hmm. uh, but no like i said it's just a great fishery we're really lucky right here in the area i live in within a 12 mile area we have stonewall jackson burnsville and stone cold lakes and it's 12 miles between the three of them. Hmm. And they're all great fisheries. Do you do you feel that that, that big fish was the, the new state record? Are they coming upstream and, and kind of like setting up spawn there? Or do you think they're coming out of the lake and they're just, this is where they're at right now? And if, if so, I, if you go down river, where does it end up going? Is it just... Like turn into small, fish, or does it that, confluence something big? Yeah, that fish ninety nine percent come from the lake, guaranteed. Now the Little Canola River flows for about forty five miles, and it's clear full of, of musky. But those great big females, that size, those I'm sure those are coming from the lake. Just and I'm. Like an escapee from the lake that just happened to be right there. Right. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, they set up there for the current during the spawn. And it's just a great place for a fish to go through the spawn motions with the, the current the way it is, the eddies, and then, like I said, all the structure that's there. There's no way for the fish to go back from the river into the lake? I don't think there is. I think once they come out, they're they're pretty much out. But you can, I guess you can see the marks on them when they come through. Like it scuffs them up a little bit. And um, but yeah, that that fish I'm sure comes straight from the lake. Probably hadn't even been there very long. So you you could just be fishing as you're sitting there. There could just be a new crop of muskies coming in. Exactly. Okay. Yep. Now, where do you, do they stay there all summer? Like that's the part I'm not sure on whether they can go back through and go back into the dam. That part I'm not sure on, but I'm sure they would stay in that area because the Little Canal is a very small stream. So you know, some of them may go down and find some deeper pools, but they're probably going to stay right there because that. Like I said, if you've seen the area, it's just really wide right there, the way they got it all dredged out for the fishermen. And they made a really nice place for people to fish because it's all done in riffraff with concrete sidewalks. And that probably goes for a good seven or 800 yards below the dam that way. Yeah, that's a lot longer. I mean, but it sounds a lot like what's happened here in Pennsylvania. Most all of our reservoirs like that are the man-made places. They can escape. They got a nice spillway there. Now, 
do you do you guys see a lot of this? I mean, what I what we hear of and what we see up here is, you know, those fish get into these little pockets and uh, they're sitting ducks. A lot of these fish get harvested. You see that happening? I'm, I would well. Like it's not your typical spillway because it's so much. Like I said, it's a little bigger, mm-hmm. but so they're not really sitting ducks because it's probably 150 yards wide in that 700 yards long. Oh yeah, that's a lot bigger than what we have, what I'm thinking of around here. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I mean, it it makes it tough. What it is, is most of the guys that what I'd consider a good fisherman like Luke. They know where the current, you know, they know where the fish stage up at. Stage up. So they're not, you know, he's casting all day, but most of the time they're casting, they're in productive areas. Mm-hmm. Instead of just covering, instead of just covering that whole space. Okay. Um, man, it would be really hard if you lived by there knowing that there's a state record that was put back in not to go down there and fish it. I try to get rid of it. Yeah. I would, I would say the banks are lined with fishermen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's something to think about because, you know, we kind of had, I, I, I need to talk to Jared a little bit more about it, but I, I did catch wind of some stuff. Um, Last year, about this time, there was a uh, an error. We don't know how it all happened, but one of our uh, flood control lakes here, uh, someone left the gate open a little too long, and uh, I'm hearing conflicting stories, but most of the fish swam out <laughs> and into this little <laughs> creek. When I'm saying oh, little, I'm talking maybe 40 feet wide, maybe, and uh, I guess... From one account, it was a bloodbath all summer because it just was filled with muskies. I I didn't go down and witness it, but that's just one one account. Um, But, yeah, so they're they're in the process of rebuilding the lake in terms of your class of fish. (laughs) Yeah, a lake that's summer pool of about 500 acres down to nothing. So... uh, Highest density of muskies in the state was in that lake too. So, oh wow! So and and you just go and jam them into a trout stream. But anyways, we're here to uh, not speculate about our our problems locally here. But um, hey, we we talked earlier. We talked yesterday, and uh, you had some new stuff with the baits going, right? Yeah. For the upcoming New York show here in two, in April 9th and 10th, mm-hmm. I've got I've got a nine inch wire through bait that I'll be bringing probably two or three dozen of them, and then I've got around fifty seven and a half inch wire throughs, and they'll be in a deep lip and a shallow lip, and that's something I just you know I've built a lot of the nines and the seven and a halves, but I never did build the wire throughs, and it seems like a lot of guys were requesting them. Mm-hmm. So I, I put together a bunch of them for this upcoming show. So I hope that's a success for them. So and then I'll just have my, my staple baits. Okay. Let's, let's back up a little bit to your, to those seven and a half and uh-huh. the, uh, the nines you were making them prior, but they were screw eye, correct? They were, they were screw eyes. Correct. Okay. So 
Now, now you're doing a wire through on them. Are you still doing the screw eye? Yes, I always do the screw eyes. Okay. Just because me, just because me personally, I seal the baits. I use really good wood. I mean, I try to do everything above expectations. I've never ever seen a screw eye come loose, but I know guys have seen you know, some baits where screw eyes come loose or maybe someone's even seen one pulled out, but I personally never have. But it, it just seems like a lot of your guys are wanting through wire baits. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I, I never did really build them because they are more time consuming and time's just not my friend. I just don't have a lot of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like I said, I try, I'm trying to put everything I have into this New York show to make it, you know, the best possible show for everybody. So I thought I needed to step my game up, you know, to try to help that out. And I'll bring a few of them to the show. Mm-hmm. Now, how much, I guess, in layman's terms, how much more jacking around is it to through wire the bait? <laughs> For what I charge for mine, it's not worth it. (laughs) (laughs) But, no, I'm sure the first one I did versus the 75th one I did probably took half the time. Okay. So it's something, it's like anything. The more you do it, the better you're going to get and the quicker. But it is getting a lot easier. Like I said, the more of them I do, the better I'm getting. So I'm sure that, you know, if I keep doing it, I'm going to get better and better and quicker and quicker. But like I said, is it necessary? I say no, but I'm not the one that's buying them. So, you know, I I want people, if if you guys want to bait and you want it wired through, I want you to get what you want. How how many hooks on the 9-inch bait? Three? There's three on each one of them. Three on seven, two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now I've seen. Yes. I want to talk about those the, the, those hooks before we go too far. Uh huh. I've seen several ways that people will through wire a bait. Are you going uh-huh. right from the tie point to the tail with like little dumbbell looking? You you drop them in for the to, for the belly hooks or, or if you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. I should ask prior to the show, but no, no, exactly. Just what you said is exactly what I'm doing. I once I drill. From the nose of the bait to the tail, I drill my two hook holes, drop the little dumbbell-looking hook hanger in there, and then I start the epoxy process on filling all the holes in the channels and, you know, lining everything up straight. And once I pour those full of epoxy, three-fourths the way full, I'll let them set overnight, and then I'll finish them off the next day and let them set overnight. And then I'll go ahead and start my wood sealing and all that stuff again. But so it takes me a couple nights time. I do the first pour and then the second pour and make sure everything's lined up. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like I said, it it's a learning process. I'm sure the guys that do it all the time, they I'm sure they got their own methods and they're like I said, they're probably a lot quicker and more efficient. And like I said, but that's coming. The more I do, the more efficient it's becoming. 
I guess time is going to tell, but can you see a time where you're going to be making a majority through wire versus screw eye? No. Okay. Because, <laughs> no, like I said, probably 80% of my bait sales are three and four and five inch baits. Okay. So, so I'll probably never through wire them. Okay, just I mean, just I've the got, bigger ones. You might you're going to offer them two ways, right? And it's one of the things where, I mean, I've got guys that have well over fifty fish on a bait. They've been re-epoxied, but nothing's come loose on it. And if you catch fifty fish on a bait, and a screw eye comes loose, well, hang that thing up. No, yeah, you're, you up. are going to get a letter from me, and it's going to be boiling hot. Like, hey, right. this shouldn't <laughs> yeah. this shouldn't have done this. Right. So, like I said, I put them, I build them well enough to where they're not going to come loose. And so I, that's just one thing I don't even worry about when I ship one out. Yeah. I, but I, now, we're, we're in agreement. We, 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 we yeah, believe we, that screw eyes are, are very adequate for what we're doing. Right. Now, if Todd and Vance call and say, Hey, I need two dozen four inch but they have to be through wired then i'm not going to tell anybody well no i'm not doing it they'll get 20 they'll get they'll get 24 and they'll be through wired okay you but, all for me asking for through wire i'll tell you that right now yeah but my offering to the public will yep. be screw eyes yeah very nice yeah in fact todd and i were talking i don't know it, recently i don't know what night it was and uh you go back in the archives when, when there was only like five musky baits on the market and a very popular dive and rise bait has like yep. a three quarter inch long screw eye and cotter pins to hold on the hooks. Yep. <laughs> like we need to really look at where we're at here, but yeah, pe- people do like that. They, they like the wood and they like the, the thought of wire going through the whole thing. I mean, I, I get it. There's a, a, a mental value to that. And there is also um, increased labor to, to do that. And people are willing to pay for that. Oh, exactly. So. But I, I think a lot of, I think a lot of it stems from years ago, guys used the cheapest possible wood they could get the softest wood they could get. And now most of your builders are using a really top grade furniture, grade wood that's much harder. I mean, well, I use white cedar. I used furniture grade white cedar. I use maple for my glide baits. That's not like putting a screw eye in balsa wood. Yeah. No, it's not the same. <laughs> no, so I mean. Coatings, the coatings you're putting on, you know, some of those old baits that I've had, I mean, not problems, but things that used to happen is, you know, I mean, they ended up getting waterlogged. There's, the bait's not sealed properly. You're going back to when, you know, nobody, nobody did any of that stuff. Well, the bait right. dropped right in front of you over the years and something will pull apart. A joint will pull apart or something that that can happen for sure. But now with the way everyone's finishing most of their baits, my gosh, you have baits that have caught 50 fish and there's hardly even, I mean, you can, you can see the scratches when it's sitting in your tackle box, when you lay it in the water, and they're gone because, the, the, you know, you don't see them anymore. Yeah, the water 
cleans that up. Yeah, it just cleans it up, and it looks like a, the bait looks fine. <laughs> You're yeah. putting double double epoxy coats and things like that. Yeah, it's things have progressed a lot, even just in the last ten or fifteen years. So it's it's interesting to to see the the progress here. So so. You're bending a bunch of wires, and and you say they are ready. Like those are packed up, ready to go to the show. The nine inch are ready. The seven and a halves have probably two more days, and they'll be finished. Cutting it close. So, yeah. They're, well, they're. I'm off until the show, so I will. I'll get them done tomorrow and the next day. Okay. Then I plan on fishing a couple of days. Well, you deserve it. Yep. I, I, actually, I had a boy call me today. Actually, it's one of Vance's clients. Jacob called me today and said, hey, my buddy just bought a new boat. I threw my baits in a five-gallon bucket in his boat, and they blew out going down the interstate. Ooh. And all these, and all these leaders, so he stopped by my house on the way to the lake, grabbed a pack of leaders. He still had a couple of the three- and four-inch baits. And while I'm down there working and sanding, I get a picture, and he said, hey, we broke the new boat in, and it's beautiful fish they caught on one of the four-inch baits. So that makes my day. When I'm down there working and, you know, it's sunny outside, and it, it is nice to receive pictures, you know, but yeah, your you, product's you, working. You got an assist right there. Right. Yep, and unfortunately this year I'm getting a lot more assist than, than anything else. Yeah, I mean that's that's my life, <laughs> but <laughs> yep, you know what? It, it's still something. It's something fun. It's something. Even like you said, you were down there, you were you're sanding and working on the baits, and then ding, you're like, holy crap! Look at that. That was that was here three hours ago, and now it's caught a fish. Yep. But it it was a good day today. I got about six pictures just from our area. Oh, that is a good day. So, yes, I mean the guys caught a lot of nice fish today. Nice. So, yes, I think weather's straightening up. You know, guys are getting a fever. It's it's time. I'm sure. You know, you guys are getting ready to start up on Palmatoon. Yeah. So. so. Yeah, like I said, everybody, everybody's excited. And like I said, everybody, all, every day my phone's messaging about, you know, people going fishing and people getting ready to go to this New York show. Yes. So it's nice, nice, to, nice to see the excitement over both. Right, right. Uh, speaking of the New York show, let's, uh, uh-huh. you know, how, how did, how did twenty twenty go for you? Well, that's a joke. 2020 <laughs> and 2019. This is this has been the longest playing show in history. Steve, I'll tell you that I get this. This is the one thing. That, I mean, I'm, I, it, it's just the way things worked out. But I, I take people all the time from up there around you talking. They're like, "Hey, well, you know, we're thinking about going to that New York show. What's it like?" And I'm like, "Well." We're gonna find out eventually. <laughs> yeah. It's the third year and we haven't had it. We're gonna get it in this year. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's what happened? Uh, what a. Oh. a... <laughs> it, it's been stressful when I'm sure so, when you work so hard and then boom, you have to cancel. Promote. And you, yeah. Yep, and then then you promote again the next year. 
boom, yeah. you got to cancel. <laughs> yeah. And then this this year we was rolling. We're like, man, we got it now. And then the the war breaks out. Yeah, we're like, we're like, now what's now what's going to happen? <laughs> what's going to happen? Yeah. But everything seems to be calming down, and like I said, oh, yeah. the amount of the amount of excitement from the Canadians that are planning on driving down. We got people flying in from from Minnesota, Wisconsin, Indiana, Illinois, Kentucky. Even even got a couple guys from South Carolina that muskie fished are flying up. No kidding. And yeah, and that's not counting you know all the areas and all the states up your guys' way. I mean, you know, all a lot of guys from Ohio and PA and Jersey and New York. They're they all plan on coming and. So it's so great to get those messages from guys bringing their families from all these other locations to come to this first time show. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you obviously had like three times longer than you had hoped to plan this. Ha, has a lot, yeah. has a lot changed from like your initial plan, whatever, three, two, three years ago to now, or is it just, we're just going to kind of put this on simmer until it's time. You know, the initial set of vendors that we had at the very beginning, we've lost about four of them, and that's it. And everybody else has stayed committed through the whole process. They've promoted well for us and themselves for being there. I mean, so it's been really good. Like I said, all the guys, all the vendors has been great. Like I said, they stuck right with it, and they're like, when it happens, it's going to be a good one. Because, you know, we was worried the whole time, okay, what if bad AZ pulls out? What if... Oh, everything DK will collapse pulls, if we leave. Yeah. Well, what if DK <laughs> pulls out? What if this guy pulls out? You know, and none of these guys have pulled out. They're like, we'll be there. When it happens, we'll be there. Mm-hmm. And that that was a big relief because... You know, we had an all-star lineup, and now we still have an all-star lineup. And all the guys that committed with us back in 2019 are going to be right there meeting the guys that buy their baits, that fish their baits. And it's just going to be a fun event. You know, every show, you know, most of the shows seem to be the same. We're trying to add a few things that we want to change it up a little. We want... Except we're trying to gain the excitement and trying just to get a lot of people there, not only the expert, because I'm an expert fisherman, just ask me. Are you an expert <laughs> fisherman? Oh, yeah. and It's verified an right there. Yeah. But we all, we want this show from the very beginning, I mean, someone that's even thinking about muskie fishing, we want them to come there. And they can get everything they want right there and talk to people that will not just try to sell them something, but try to sell them the right stuff and try to teach them the right ways. And then you got your experts that go in there. They know right what they want. They're going to be able to go to the booth, get it. Then they can just go talk and go to the seminars the rest of the day. But it, it's going to be a fun event. Said it, it'll be fun. Whatever you want me to, I can go into some of the details on it. No, talk, talk. This is this is your hour. Let's. Uh, well, I got, I got a quick question. What one thing? I know there was a lot of uh, 
uh, interest from the Canadians to come down to the show. I mean, it's right there. It's an hour from the border. Uh, or I don't know what's going on on the border. So these guys are going to be able to get across the border and come down to the show, no problems? or. Yep, no problems at all. No holdups now. Okay, that's good to hear. I didn't know what was yep. going on. That, that's what a war will do. A war will evaporate yeah. a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But no, like I said, we're all good on all that. And going into the show stuff, of course, the hours are 9 to 6 or 9 to 5 on Saturday and then 9 to 2 on Sunday. Okay, we got, we've been giving away stuff for three years now. We actually have it. <laughs> so we have nothing left for the show, but yeah. Yeah. But we've actually got a giveaway going on now. We're we're doing so much of this, drawing the public interest off social media. But all these bait makers have been donating baits. And like I said, we've been giving them away. The comments, there's over 400 comments on this giveaway that we started a couple of days ago. And so, I mean, guys are geared up and ready for it. But when you get there that day, if you're a veteran – we're giving you an extra ticket to put in the door prize bucket. All right. I put out a post asking for lures. Everybody's got lures that they do not use. If they want to bring a couple, we'll put them at the ticket booth. Plus I'm donating a bunch. A lot of guys are donating the boats, a bunch of baits, but I'm putting bags together and giving the kids that come to the show a bag of baits. Are, are these, I just want to make sure I'm I'm hearing this correctly. These are like baits in your tackle bag that you don't use anymore, not right, new baits. Right, right, right. These are used baits, or they can be new if you don't use them. But, yeah, they're going to be used baits. But just something to give a kid something that he may not have $20 to buy a bait or $40 to buy a bait. But, it, you know, they get a bag of two or three baits, you know, hopefully they're going to appreciate it. And they're going to use them. Hopefully it gets them started because. You're going to see them flipped like five yeah. minutes after they walk in. <laughs> and they can probably sell them for more than I can sell them for. <laughs> so, but, but that's one of the things we're trying to do for the kids because honestly, in my area, I don't see a lot of youth musky fishing. And I'd like to see that pick up because. You know, when I was in my teens, I drove the older guys to Canada every single year. Well, now I'm the older guy. I need someone young to drive my butt around. <laughs> yeah. And so you might as well recruit not... now by bribing them with baits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, one of the hot topics, and I think you guys have talked about it on your podcast, is the live scope or the live imaging or the mega live. There's so many different ones out there now. What are your hummingbird, the ranch guy, Garmin guy? The shows we go to, I never see any electronics there. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got Garmin, we've got Garmin coming that's going to be doing displays at their booth the entire time of the show. This these guys are so good with their equipment. So if anybody has any questions on any of the Garmin or the LiveScope, they're going to be right there at their booth. They're going to be able to answer any questions. They've got a seminar scheduled for 2.30 
on Saturday. They'll be doing a two-hour seminar. So we got Garmin there. I talked to Matt's reel repair. He's coming. Of course, he'll be taking reels. If you need reels serviced or repaired, he'll be taking them there and then mailing them back to you when they're finished. Saves you on shipping. You'll be dealing with a very reputable reel repair guy. But the big thing I like about this show is, is Matt's going to be buying old reels. Everybody's got them old reels laying in their garage or in their basement. Well, bring those couple reels. You can buy a fat AZ bait or you can buy a trophy time or a baker. Put that money to use. Okay, you know, so he, he's them. he's buying them to kind of fix them up. He will be buying them, and then he'll be reselling them, or for just for parts. Mm, so, an know, organ donor you, card. Correct, because you know how hard it is to get parts now. Yes. Well, I'll tell you, I got a, uh, glad you mentioned that, because that's something I am going to partake in. I got some reels <laughs> that I don't exactly. need. Yeah. So, I mean, I just think that's a great program to offer there at the show. Zebco 202. I'm going to dust it off. Hey, I've, I've actually caught several muskie on 202s. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And and when I when I thought we was really rich, I caught a lot of them on 33s. Ooh. Oh, you got Yeah. And they was the metal frame ones, not the plastic. <laughs> Old yep. stamped steel. Yep. But so that's another thing we're offering at the show. Okay. We're asking all the vendors to bring stickers, which I've already received your guys' stickers. I bought a, actually, Craig from PA said, Hey, why don't you do this? Why don't you get a cooler, put all the vendors' logos on it, and then raffle the cooler off, do a giveaway? Everybody likes a cooler that's got stickers on it. Oh, because so, you're sponsored. Right. So someone's going to walk away sponsored by 62 vendors. <laughs> it's going to be me, and I'm going to scratch off some of them yep. and just leave mine <laughs> sponsored by who, me. Who made there you go. Who made that? Who, who had the, our stickers made, Andy or Vance? I didn't even know he had stickers. It would have had I, it been Vance. Vance mailed them to me. Okay. There we go. Yep. But, um, and then another thing we're doing at the show is we're doing a five, tri- five guide trip giveaway, five winners. We got, see, we got Vance with Muddy Creek doing a guide day. We got Mike Holbert doing a guide day on St. Clair. Jason Quintano's doing a casting guide day on St. Clair. Ken Trail doing a day on the New River or James River in Virginia. And then we got Chase Gibson, God Service in West Virginia. So there's a lot of options right there. Five winners, five of the, some of the best guides in the country, and you got areas you can go to if you want to choose to go during the winter months when the seasons are closed up north. You can come south, or if you want to go when it's warmer, go to St. Clair or go to Chautauqua or Palmatumi. Just schedule your date with the guys. But now, I was, I was under the impression there was a sixth. Um, the sixth was on the Gulf side of Florida on a twenty-seven foot boat. Was it? They the... can be, but I, I can tell you what my email says. <laughs> hey, we're waiting. 
we're waiting on parts. <laughs> so the second I know that the boat's built, then I'll let you know. Okay. Yep. You're rolling with these jokes but pretty I, good. <laughs> uh, but now we've got six seminars set up. We've got on Saturday at 1030, we got Mike Holbert. On Saturday at 1230, we got Vance with Muddy Creek. At 2.30, we have Garmin Electronics. At 4.30 on Saturday, we got Brian Clark with Captain Chaos Guide Service. And then on Sunday, we got Sunday, we have a seminar at 10.30 with Ken Trail and 12.30 with Zach Baker, the co-host of the show. So everybody said we saved the best for last. So Zach's got a lot of living up to do. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But so those, those are those are seminars for the show. On Saturday from seven to nine, we're having a, a lower swap meet because the whole facility is the hotel, the expo center, everything. There's two big restaurants in the in the expo center. Mm-hmm. Well, we we rented one of those out for guys to bring all their lures. We'll do a couple. You know, we'll do a couple fundraisers. We've got some real special lures painted up by Joe Peterson with True Glide painted up some. Duff with Supernatural donated some. Baker Bates donated some. Of course, Trophy Time. DK, Dave painted up five. And what these baits will say is New York Expo, number one, New York Expo, number two, and so on. So we got five baits from each builder. And trust me, these things are pretty. Okay. So. And then what happens to them? Try, you need my address? Is try, that what you're asking? Well, we need some of your money, and we need your address. <laughs> and, we'll, and we're going to be donating this money to the local Muskie Zinc chapter up there. And then whatever project they want to do with it, it's just our way of giving back to Chautauqua Lake area. Okay. Since we're having the show in that area. Okay, that's from 7 to 9, and we've already ordered all the pizza for that event. So me and Zach paid for the pizza. You guys just come in and pay for your drinks, and you may see an old bait that you have to have, or you may have four or five that you want to sell. It's The only rules there is we ask, if you're a builder, just don't bring new baits and try to pedal them there. You know, that that's oh, what the okay. show's for. Yeah, yeah, that's what the show's for. The swap meets just for trading older lures and telling a bunch of fishing lies. Is there is there a charge for a table table space to sell it, baits? No, no, there is not. Okay, so what you're trying and, to what you're trying to do is you're trying to head off a a bait maker that may or may not have bought a booth space at at, at the show to come in and, and try to do a quick pedal job there and. And you know, kind of miss out on the formalities of this. Well, exactly, because that's not fair to to Bad AZ Products if they're paying full price for a booth for another builder to pay five dollars and sell booths and get free pizza. That's right, free pizza. <laughs> <laughs> now they will be run out if they, and I don't think guys will try that. But we're just telling them ahead of time that's not what it's for. 
And this show is for the builders. Our booth prices are cheaper than any show out there. Mm-hmm. We we made this show we made this show for the builders and the guides and we want you guys to get some more exposure on what is it, the number three lake in the US for Muskie? And there's never been a show there. I mean we wanna we wanna highlight that area. We want the builders to have one more chance before summer and before the fishing season kicks off to sell the rest of their products and, you know, to have, just have a good time, meet the guys that are buying them and just have a good time. And that, that's what this show is all about. Like I said, it's nice having everything under one roof where you can walk to your room, you can walk to your expo table. I mean, everything's right there. If you want something to eat, there's a restaurant right there in the building. And you don't even need to, if you're good at grabbing a box of pizza and running. Exactly. <laughs> and anybody that knows me knows that they will be food at my booth. I mean, I <laughs> I didn't gain my belly by going hungry. <laughs> so, but back to the giveaways. Like I said, I just closed a video or a giveaway out right before we went on tonight. Okay. So, Andy, I didn't see your picture in it. So pick a number between 1 and 235. 222. No pressure. No pressure. 222. Okay, I wrote it down. When I posted on the comments, they have to listen to the Fat AZ podcast to find out who won. Ooh. So, you know, that's our way of giving back to you guys for having us on. Nice. But um, but we will be doing one more giveaway. I'll announce it on the New York Muskie Expo page in a couple of days. But if you guys are listening and you haven't joined the New York Muskie Expo page, I'd like to see you guys join because we want people to give us ideas for the show. We we want everybody's input because we want this show to go on and we want it to be the best show. We want it to be the most talked about show. So and and you're, you're and what you're asking for is is input from from manufacturers, from the the people coming to, uh, you know, walk around the show and you know, take time out of their Correct. weekend to do it. That so you so that's what that's you're looking for. Good, bad, or indifferent input. Right. I've got broad shoulders. I want the good, the bad, and the ugly, and I want it from the builders. I want it from the guides. I want it from the customers. I want it from the experienced fishermen coming to the show. We want it from the the new fishermen coming to the show. We want it from everybody. What can we do to make it better? Nice. And like I said, we're, we're expecting big things to happen with the show. I mean, like I said, the feedback from the public, now you might have 10 guys say we'll be there and six of them show, but if we get that ratio, this is going to be one heck of a show. Yeah, I'm I mean, I'm really interested to see. I mean, know. we I got I got most of the stuff packed up and uh it's close to, you know the the neat thing is, is I I hope that it's uh we've had talks, you know, probably not on not on the show like where I'm at with painting and like where we're at with bait blanks and stuff and if we have a really good show, like 
I'm going to be painting again. <laughs> and we're like, I don't, I don't want to do that. But then it's like, but I kind of want to do that. <laughs> and it, I was going to throw you under the bus a little because Steve said, yeah, I got a couple more days. And you're like, ah, oh, cutting it close. <laughs> I think someone is still uh, epoxying baits, aren't they? I'm, well, the baits that I'm epoxying, so I need to clear this up. <laughs> so the, the epoxy shortage has, I, I am now, we're in the clear there. And there was 180, just south of 400 baits that were done being painted but not epoxied. So I arranged them in such that I, I have all the show baits that need to be epoxied. They are epoxied. 40 of them are already assembled. And come Friday and Saturday, I'll then have 80 more baits that can be assembled. And then everything else from there out is Team Rhinos. Okay, so, so everything's the, the last stage you're at is the drying stage here. I, I yeah, I let I let my cure time. <laughs> the cure, the curing time, yeah. Yeah, there, there you go. So, but well, that's awesome. Yeah, we're 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 sitting good. We're we're sitting good right now. Yeah, but guys, one last thing about the show is we we sent signs up to the Erie area, to Chautauqua area, the different guys, they've been posting them out everywhere. It looks like the New York Expo is running for president. We've got so many campaign signs out there advertising for the show. Stapled Media onto one. telephone poles at the intersections? Oh, no, we went all out. We got the little wire hangers and everything. Okay. Yeah, but... But Media One owns all the radio channels up there in that area. Well, they're going to do a public broadcast every single day for us. And then we also paid for four slots a day until the day of the show. So five times a day, it's going to air over the radio all over New York about the show. The very first time that it aired was Saturday at noon. Five minutes later, Zachary received a call saying, hey, I want a booth. I just heard this play on the radio. I had no idea there was a show in New York. Isn't, and isn't that wild? Like, it, that some people it just is. don't know that this stuff is going on. Yep. But, so, I mean, we have, we have literally advertised through social media, through the Muskie Hunter magazine, Muskie's Inc. magazine, through all your guys' podcasts. Every single social media platform that's out there. I mean, we have put so much into advertising this show for the builders. I mean, like I said, we put a lot of work in it for for you guys sitting there, for me sitting here, for the builders that are coming from Minnesota, the guys that are coming from Wisconsin, the guys that are, there's guys coming from Canada. I mean, we're putting, we put all the work in. Now we just need. You know, we need the guys to show up to support the show. And like I said, if we can make it a huge success, you're going to be talking about New York Muskie Expo 2023. I like it. All right. But that's it. You got anything else you want to add? No, that that's it for the show. I mean, like I said, I hope they bring their kids and their family, their wives, and like I said, make a good day of it. And yeah. Like I said, hopefully they find some gear they want. Hopefully they find some guide trips they want. 
I mean, there, there's a lot of options there, and we've got everything covered from all the release tools, the nets, the any gear you would need to possibly musky fish, from rods, reels, nets, release tools, everything. I mean, you got all your guys' products with the, the trolling setups. We have literally got everything, all the terminal tackle. So... If you're a musky fisherman and you're needing absolutely anything, you'll be able to walk through that door and find it. Except, tro- that- except trophy time. I'll, I'll be sold out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I hope everyone sells out. That's like yeah. the goal. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, see, I do it differently. I don't want to sell out. I want to make sure I have enough there to where I never sell. Well, that's kind of what we but do with with the hopes that as we're as we're tearing down, there's one bait left, and someone walks by and gets it just <laughs> as we're putting the last thing in the box. That's like where you want to be. There you go. Yeah, but easier but hey, to pack like said, that I, way. Yep. I hope everybody has a successful show, and I hope everybody that attends it has an absolute great time and finds what they want. Well, and. They're going. They're going to have a chance to get some offerings that they normally don't get, with, with Joe Peterson coming from True Glide, with DK, his baits. I mean, Dave's never did a show. I think he sent a few to the Odyssey a couple times, but very, very limited numbers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, these are baits that are very hard to get. That if you come to the show, you get, you know, you got a good shot of getting one. That's and right. We've got a lot of. There's a lot of vendors that this is their first show. I know Justin Morris with Wade's Custom. Justin lives 30 minutes from me. Makes an absolute beautiful product. This will be his first show. He's super excited about it. This shows what will help put him on the map, and I hope it does because then all of us can say, "Hey, we had a part in that." Mm-hmm. We. We've got a lot of first-time guys. This will be their first shows. And then we've got a lot of guys that are very experienced with the shows. So, like I said, there's a little bit of everything from from your new builders to your old builders. And of course, Rick Albers will be there from Chaos. I think Rick may have did the Minnesota show, but this may be, you know, Rick missed the max due to, I believe he had knee surgery, so he'll actually be at this show with all of his rods and all of his gear. One cancellation we had that that was really unfortunate was lax reproductions. Everybody likes to walk in and see all these monster muskies. Mm -hmm. It's very understandable. I mean, Rick had to drive, I think it was 24 hours one way for him hauling a trailer and everything and with fuel prices going up and everything. Ah, that's he just had that's it. free. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but he had to cancel, but you know, Rick was he'll still be represented there. I'll have a fish there that he did for me and I know some other guys will have some fish that, that Rick's mounted. So guys will get a C's work. And, you know, hopefully Rick will be back with us in 2023. Yeah, heck, if you're doing 24 hours, he could have upwards of $1,000 in gas. Oh, yeah. It'd probably be more than that with the price of diesel fuel. 
I mean, it, it'd be expensive. Sure would be. So that's unfortunate, but you know, it's going, it's going to hurt all of us in the long run. I mean, I'm sure every day Todd and Vance fill that new Ranger up and every day I fill my boat up, I'm going to sit there and grit my teeth or there's nothing left. Yep. So coming. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, but it is what it is. I mean, yep. this is most of our passions. So I'm not going to let fuel prices stand in the way of my passion. Don, that's what everybody seems to. I, I always think about the when this starts happening and, and uh, you know something like this. We paid real high prices years ago, and when I was doing the guy, I was like, man, I don't know if these guys are going to drive. And you know, like you said, it's a passion, and these people are like, hell, I don't care what the gas price is. I'm coming. I'm going to do this trip, or I'm going to go fishing anyhow. Right? I mean, that's what, just what you do. You can't do that. You used to live in. You can't do what yep. you want to. Do. So. I mean, that's why we, that's why we all work hard that's right we we work hard to save our money for what we like to do and for having fun yeah that's right. exactly yep so well good right. deal steve is there if there's anything else now's the time because we're going to wrap this up no buddy that's it like i said i appreciate you letting me talk about my baits and my leaders and the show and like i said i really hope to see a lot of listeners i know i'll see you guys in nine or ten days at the show so hopefully we see a lot of the other guys i'm hoping so too so all right that's gonna wrap this one up big thanks to fat az musky products muddy creek fishing guides st Croix rods ranger boats vix marine and aqua traction and uh steve thanks for taking you know a little bit over an hour of your evening to uh, sit down and talk with us. It's been fun. Uh, oh, guys, like I said, I really appreciate it. Well, all right. So safe travels, everyone, and uh, hope to see you in New York next weekend. Uh, big thanks. Good luck fishing.